0: This is Locked in the Green Room, and you're listening to Angus Lyon. Angus Lyon is an amazing composer, uh, accordionist, uh, piano player, multi-instrumentalist, and just all-round lovely guy, folk musician. All of those things. And I was really glad to have a little chat with him a couple of weeks ago about how he's doing in lockdown. Hope you enjoy.
1: Complain, right. considering
0: where do you, where are you based?
1: Uh, I'm about an hour south of Glasgow. Yeah, so we're we're actually if you imagine right between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Okay, in a angle, we're right in the middle. Uh, about an hour south. Where,
0: but, so. so, what's the place called?
1: Uh, it's a little village called Lamington. Okay. Um, so, if you ever if you're ever driving up this way, a uh, there's a really lovely service station, Abington service station. We're, we're about four miles from there. Yeah. <laughs> come off. So we're, we're, we're kind of right in uh, the hills in South Lanarkshire.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, cool. And um, you're saying that the weather's been all right?
1: It's been amazing. I've, I'm getting a suntan. Yeah. I'm loving it. This is my summer holidays. <laughs> so, yeah. It's amazing. Um,
0: have you, um, how have you been, cu- I mean, you, you sound like, just from hearing you now, you sound pretty positive. You don't sound like, uh, lockdown's been getting to you in any way have you been in, in, managing to enjoy the time
1: well yeah I think I think you just have to accept you know it's that old it is what it is you yeah. know you can't you, you have no control over it yeah. and I think this enforced rest or you know rest from gigging like I mean I've, I haven't had a break from gigging and like, recording for 20 years because mm. You know, you're just always looking for you know, well, what's coming next, or, you know, what's happening later in the year. And, um, I mean, yes, financially, it's it's worrying, and you, there's there's all that side to it. But, I've I've just taken the approach of there, there is absolutely nothing I can do. So I'm um, I'm very lucky. All my family are close by, and we live in a farm. Um, so my mum and my dad are next door. And then I have my recording studio, which I'm in now, and then about half a mile um, out the farm road is my my wife and my kids. So we're a very little kind of self-contained little unit, yeah. and it's it's the longest I've been at home and spending time with my family. So um, yeah, I, I suppose I'll, I'll start to panic about the lack of funds coming into the bank in about a month. But yeah. <laughs> for the time being, the sun's shining and. Um it's it's very odd, but um you know, it's it is what it is. So you, you have to just go on it. But.
0: Yeah. I feel like um I guess freelancers are all in this together in a way in that there's like this last month or whatever when you know you're uh you're still getting payments in perhaps for I don't want to talk about money too much, but you're still getting payments in perhaps for things that you did pre lockdown. You're Like, oh no, this is fine. But I think that that's. Uh, I think that we're in the sort of like the honeymoon period of that. I've 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 felt because I've just been like I don't think there's any problems. But it might be, I was thinking it might be in a couple of weeks when I'm like ah oh, man, right nothing in there anymore. But but I mean we we I feel quite lucky uh, being uh, from in the UK. It seems like we we're being if they give us what they uh, say they're giving us. They we're we're being looked after in, in a way, aren't we?
1: I think so. I mean, I think it's. It's. You hear a lot of people. Um, there was a big reaction when the first, um, you know, when they first announced what was going to happen and and how it compared to what self employed people were going to get. Um, but if you compare it to a lot of other countries in the world, I think I think it is. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it will happen. I'm sure that will come through. So. Um. And you know that I mean, I think I, I've been self employed since I was 19. Yeah. And now forty, you know, so like I You know there, there is no back. There's no backup to this at all. Yeah. Like there is. no, yeah. you're, if you're, if you run a company and you're paying your employees, you have to pay into all their different schemes. What I know. Yeah. And so I've always approached work that way. Of like, I I have a business and I'm the only employee at yeah. it. And I, I've I've always kind of thought that way about it. Of like, I am the backup and I have to put away, you know, a bit for a rainy day. Yeah we were always told this this mythical rainy day, and it's it's arrived <laughs> in a really sunny time of year. Yeah. So the rainy day has come with some nice weather, but um, but this that's what it is, you know. And it's it is the rainy day that we are all told about, and um, it's a bit of a wake up call um, about well, this can happen. And if you if you are your own boss, you're responsible for yourself, and you're responsible for your your own business, and it's, I uh, I know how difficult it is. I know how it's, you know, it is gig to gig sometimes. And some months, you you know, you've got nothing else coming the next month. And on the positive side, I mean, pretty much that's, I've had all my work now cancelled. That's all the festivals and all the yeah. tours cancelled until November. The November's still holding on, but I think it might go soon as well. Yeah, But it's all booked for next year. Um, oh, so nice. I'm feeling i'm feeling pretty good about next year's diary yeah it's better than it
0: normally does yeah it's true yeah it's um i actually had a a weird um i think i had a a gig come in for like august i was sort of like (laughs) i don't know man sure but like that's not happening it's funny like some people some bookers aren't aren't that switched on it seems like all your bookers are um
1: yeah, I think I think most of the stuff I do is all like you know it's, it's pretty much tour blocks yeah. and then festivals Yeah. and just nobody's taking a chance because no. it's like well we, we just can you know it's it's crazy and um, so I think I think this year's been written off yeah. from that yeah. yeah and it's yeah we'll hopefully just, we'll get to do it next year hopefully
0: yeah that's that's positive way of looking at it actually you know at least you know that your next year is going to be good eh. Yeah,
1: well, you know, I'll, I'll be delighted we, I mean we're saying that in you know the band eh, we, we, I play with in Fiddles and we have a big music school at the end of the year we do it's our big week at the end of the year and we're just we're kind of looking forward hopefully to get that that'd be great you know and I think we're all kind of prepared for that mm. and if we don't then it's but yeah there is nothing you can do and it's the the, the thing is It's it's a very odd little opportunity to take a break from everything and, um, you know, we'll just take a break for first. I think a lot of people, you see a lot of people, there's two reactions to it. The one is like, okay, I have to be improving, I have to be practicing eight hours a day and, you know, making a new album and writing and all this stuff. And then the other reaction is like, well, I'm just going to watch Netflix and catch (laughs) that. And you know it's, it's probably somewhere in between that you need to be you know it's like take take a break and because it's you're never ever going to get this chance hopefully we're never going to get this chance again mm. and take a bit of a break to just take stock and hang out with the family and then uh, start to get going again and start to rebuild and kind of get back into get back into music yeah. but,
0: so um, yeah. you're talking about this uh, this uh, this midpoint where you're you know chilling and and I guess being slightly productive is do you feel like that's what you've done you you've you found that midpoint
1: I think I'm not quite there yet I think I'm the break I mean my it, it, it felt like a really funny time for me because I uh, I grew up on a, a farm uh, where we live now and every year at this time of year I always take a month off and we we have Three, 300 sheep so I, I become a farmer for a month every year I come back and help my mom and dad yeah. uh, so that, that was going to happen anyway we came off we did a tour we did an English tour for uh, a couple of weeks with Boys and Fiddles and that was right at the edge like you know it was right at the time of there was the big warnings about you know washing your hands and you know we were a bit worried about anybody even coming out then mm-hmm. but the tour went well and then when we came home, the lockdown started, and I went straight into farming mode. Um, and now that's just finished for me, and uh, I'm now having to like start homeschooling with my kids, and you know, get into that kind of uh, new way of working. But I, I haven't. I've, I've been trying to. I always do this thing every morning. I try to write for like half an hour every morning when I get up. I do a little kind of just. I tend to get up quite early so I just sit and try and do a little you know whatever just just write and just do a little bit every morning get the kids up get all that started and um, my approach at the minute has just been that with, with the studio I've had a, a big list of jobs that I've been wanting to get done for the last 10 years that I've never been getting done so I've, I've been painting and you know, sorting things and cleaning cables and fixing and soldering, and I'm just getting through all that side of things. And I'm hoping, you know, the next kind of week or so, I'll start getting head back into. I've got a few albums I'm still working on that I can mix and get some of that work in. So, but uh, yeah, I think I, I'm, 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 we're, we're we're so lucky. I, I keep thinking that about. We live in the country; where it's a beautiful part of the world, beautiful countryside and we're not locked down, you know, we can get out and go for walks all day long. Like I'm I'm very rarely in the house. Like my I've burnt the top of my head quite badly nah. just being in the, which is so unusual in Scotland.
0: Yeah.
1: Just <laughs> because but I I just I can't imagine, you know, to be in a city at the minute would be such a different mindset. And I, I don't really think I'm experiencing it the same way as most people are yeah. because of that, you know. Um uh because I do have that freedom I can just be out all day mm. so um but um yeah
0: yeah well yeah I mean I'm in London which is uh it's actually it's fine now it was it was weird when it first started and when yeah I mean I had to go into self-isolation before the lockdown the full lockdown anyway but uh, and then I when I came out I, I you know after it was like two weeks I came out and it felt really negative outside but I guess that's just the weather the weather like weathers here weather here is great as well so I'm, yeah it, it it makes a big difference um but yeah um it'd be quite interesting to actually just take a step back and just hear how you first got into first got into playing music
1: um well I was a I suppose going way back, I, I was one of these kind of kids that got an opportunity music because um, my my dad uh, didn't. He always wanted to play music and he never got a chance, and so kind of because of that, he was always quite kind of like, "Oh, we'll get you started," and you know he was really keen to get me started, and I started on accordion, um, and when I was five, I. I my dad started me with the local teacher, um, getting accordion lessons every week. So this teacher would come around, he would travel around all all the different farms and all the, all the different uh, wee villages and area and give us all lessons. So, and it was just always, a, I don't know, it just felt really easy. Like I always just felt very natural with it and like I just enjoyed it. It was never something that was difficult to me. So, which was very different from my experience of being at school and actually every other aspect of life but music always just felt like okay, cool, this is fine this is what i'm meant to do and then and then through i kind of I, I, I just i was so lucky i just kept meeting the right people at the right time and i got started um did a bit of classical um accordion um training for a while and then got started in the scottish dance band scene playing caleys and i got started you know, I was out when I was fourteen. I was playing uh, weddings and Cayleys Oh wow! Okay. Every week, you know, like two or three times a week with the yeah. local band, and it was a real kind of old-fashioned apprenticeship. You know, like because you were out playing with kind of older boys, you know, and they were they were pretty hard on you. You know, <laughs> it was quite there was no uh, you were expected to be a real shift in. You know, you had to set up the PA and do all the work and and you know even at that age, I was still at school, but I was out. Uh, playing all these dances and uh, getting back at like two, two o'clock in the morning and then go to school the next morning. Um, uh, so, school didn't go very well for me. <laughs> I left school quite early. <laughs> and But then it just progressed. I, I went through the Scottish dance band scene, kind of moved into the Scottish folk scene, met a few people in there. And then that's such a kind of strong community in Glasgow. Like, there's a real kind of a real scene up here. And then once you know a few people in there and you start working within that, there's a, a proper community that um, has really kind of sustained my career to, for the last 20 years. You know, I've, I've kind of, I've moved, I've done a lot of work out with that as well, but this has been my home, you know, this is, um, and uh, I suppose going on from there, like I started kind of experimenting a bit with kind of home recording and um, trying to make my own albums and, you know, just, because the budgets and things, you were trying to do things on the cheap, and that kind of led to where I am now, which is kind of having a, a, a kind of a recording studio that I work from most of the time as well, and kind of produce other albums and record other albums from people. So it's just I've I've been very fortunate. Like I've kind of always kind of met the right the right person at the right time to kind of move my career on to the next stage. Mm. And and you know what? They, it's funny because I think even this where we are now is. I'm, I'm kind of seeing that as another opportunity. I'm like, this this will change things. Like, there's no way things will continue exactly the same as they were before, because you're seeing how people are adapting already, yeah. and the, the game will change. And it's just about how you kind of how you kind of move on from that, and how you kind of adapt to that. So, how do um, you
0: how do you think the game's going to change?
1: I, don't, I mean, I think it'll be hard. I mean, some of the chat already is like that. You know, gigs might not be back till. Summer next year, you know, social distancing is a thing that kind of keeps in place, which it looks like it might. Then a lot of gigs won't, it's not even like we'll be back by November or Christmas, you know, it could be another year or another year and a half. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think, you know, I mean, even the way that, you know, we used to make it was all about making CDs CDs. Sorry, like, I just
0: lost you there. Just could you?
1: Uh, you're you're just
0: saying that it was all about making CDs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like you know, well, I'd say ten years ago, but but maybe fifteen years ago, it was about you made an album, you promoted the album, you went out and toured, and you sold the album. Hmm. And now the money's all to be made and trying to get on Spotify playlists and hmm. get on streaming sites, and you know, like no, you know, making CDs now is hmm. you know, money from that. So. The live touring things maybe going to change as well. You know, it's it's going to be harder to do that for yeah. people. And I feel very, you know, I'm fortunate to be playing with a few bands that are established. You know, they've been doing it for a long time. But to start a project now and to be going out and trying to promote that, it's it's, it's really difficult. But on the upside, you know. I know people can be quite down on streaming and different things, but there is money. There's opportunities to be made there. You know, you can make money from that, like in the way that we couldn't do 15 years ago. So it's it's there's there's always a way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I'm I always believe that. <laughs> I'm maybe very positive, but I do think that you know there is always a way that you can kind of uh, find to do something. You know,
0: well, yeah, because people and people aren't just going to forget about music, are they? They're not just going to think. Uh, yeah. Well, I used to like music before the old coronavirus, and now oh, I can't be asked. Like, people still want to hear it. Absolutely.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's massive. You know, it's, it's a huge thing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a massive part of what makes us who we are, you know. Yeah. And, but it's, yeah, I think it's being aware that you're not, I think sometimes you have to think that who you're, what, what you're making music for you know, I think... Have you ever seen those... Um, do you know Brian Eno's uh, deck of cards he made? No. Have you seen those before? He's brilliant. He made this little deck of cards for studios or for anybody. You know, they're like right. little... And it's like, it looks like a pack of playing cards. But on them, there's random little statements that you... So basically, whenever you're stuck, you just flip over a card and turn it over and read a quote from Brian Eno. <laughs> about, but I remember you can get an app for it actually you can download the app and just hit a button you know but um, one of them it comes up sometimes is who's this for you know it's like who are you making this music for what is the point you know and it's like you're trying to, you're trying to do something just to impress your mates or you, you're trying to do something just to be cool or are you trying to make something that's going to connect with people and make you know what what is the point of what you do and I think that's massive you know that you have to realise that I mean, make whatever you want to make, you know, do music you want to make, but, you know, also that you completely believe in, but it has to connect, you know, it has to do something for other people that gives them something when they listen to it, you know, and I always think about that sometimes as like, you know, when you're writing something or you're producing something, it's like, who's this for, you know, who do you want this to mean something to, you know, Uh, you know, I think people are going to definitely need that in
0: these times, you know. It's really yes, yeah, great. That's that is you're right. Um, I think in this uh, now that we're all stuck in, I think it, that can be probably quite difficult to think about because it's quite hard to think about who your audience is. But how, like you said, for people, especially for people who are maybe just trying to start out, it's like who who is your who is our audience now, and it's it can be. A, I think it can be a bit. I guess it can be quite difficult to to create stuff now. I think a lot of people I've, I've, I've spoken to have found it difficult to to write at the moment, um, just because I don't know why. But maybe that, maybe it's to do with that. You're you're but you're a big writer, right? You're you're you like you said, you compose every day.
1: Try to yeah, but more. I mean, how how much of that actually makes it out into the world? I don't know. I think it. Um, it's become a bit of a, a daily thing, you know. Just like going to put the well, it, it goes back to I remember reading a book. Do you know uh, Victor Wooten? Yeah, so you know his book, The Music Lesson? No, oh man, you need to read that. It's, it's great. Good. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's amazing. Like, you've no idea kind of how much of it is based in reality or how much of it is just kind of completely made up, but. <laughs> Um, it's a really beautiful book, and it's got some amazing lessons about just the musical process. Mm. But I remember meeting him a few years back, and uh, you know, just that kind of the idea he, he kind of was getting across about, you know, you know, you are what you do, you know. And if if you if you call yourself a composer, or you call yourself a musician, and you don't play every day, you don't write every day, you're not, you know, that's not what you do, you know. It's like doesn't matter if you have a gig or you have an audience it's about you know what you do when you wake up in the morning and how you live your life yeah. and it doesn't really matter if anybody else is listening you know it's it's, it's something that makes you who you are
0: mm.
1: and there was a kind of workshop about uh, composition uh, which I i've kind of ripped off and taught at quite a few universities over the years about the process about you know just it's a really good way to start the day. Just get up and put the kettle on, make a coffee, sit down with a blank bit of manuscript and just, you know, it's that, you know, you hear about a lot of writers do it as well. You know, just try and fill a page without sitting on an instrument, you know, just sit and write and then edit, you know, go back through it and edit that process and say, you know, try and look and see if you found anything, if anything's kind of um, cropped up in that. And, you know, a lot of times it doesn't, but sometimes you find little gems or little kind of, starting points that you're going to use later on um but but i mean the reality of i suppose the the kind of business of what i do is it'd be lovely to sit and compose and write all the time but i you know I, i've got lots of other albums i'm working on for other people and band projects i'm working on so um my writing is kind of like a hobby to me at the minute you know it's kind of like it's something i do a little bit when i can and no, but to actually finish any of these projects would be a luxury. That's maybe what will come over the next next few months. But I usually find myself having to like do my, my kind of little creative bit, and then I'm kind of going on for the rest of the day to work on another project, and, um, just to kind of keep 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 the work coming in. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's it. But I like that idea of you are you know you basically are what you do that's that's very it's very nice it does uh it 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 can um, probably bring uh, bring some people some uh i don't know some solace that uh, people can find some solace in that in the fact that you know we're not playing in gigs but it doesn't mean that you're not a musician and you know you're you just if you're waking up and doing it every day you're you're still you're still doing it um what uh, how how long have you been writing for? Do you always write? Is it something that that, that you did from a young age?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I wrote my first really um, cheesy uh, jig when I was about I don't know, 13, 14, mm-hmm. a little then. And I thought I was brilliant at it. At that age, I was like, everything I did, any idea I had, I just it was a finished tune. It was completed and I was like, oh, that's brilliant, that's good. <laughs> and then... When you get older, you start to kind of overthink these things. And, you know, you start to, I think that's the thing about youth. You know, you can have that energy. You're just like, oh, yeah, this, is, this is great. You know, I'm really happy. And then, yeah, overanalyzing things. And also the world we live in now compared to the world we lived in 20, 25 years ago, the kind of self-doubt and the self-thing of, you know, you're, you're constantly comparing yourself to, every, you know, hundreds of artists and hundreds of different peers about there who are doing things. Whereas back then, like, I had no idea what was going on. So, um, yeah, I think I started writing, and it got more serious as I you start to write for different albums. And then when I started working, I met up with a uh, Rudy Campbell, who's a, a fiddle player. Um, we ran. We, we met in a wedding band. We were playing like in weddings, just totally randomly but we kind of had that little spark of like, you can, you can kind of spot it in each other. You can spot someone else. It's like on the same same kind of wavelength. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of got on quite well quite, uh, for a few years. We started working as a duo and his kind of approach to things was very different from mine. Like I was quite kind of traditional in the way I worked and Rooney was very, he was getting into sequencers and MIDI and, you know, the way he would write, he was a, you know, a fiddle player, but he, Rudy would just like get a MIDI a MIDI scroll up and just like randomly scroll out things on a pencil on a MIDI chart, and then play it on loop for twenty five minutes and start to delete notes until we found something that you liked. It's quite the only thing that you would do. That's,
0: that's that's intense.
1: Oh, it's crazy. But but the amount of like really beautiful like heartbreaking tunes that really composed that way, you know, when you listen back to him, you wouldn't believe that's how it was done. But that was his process. Mm. He was always about, it was more about what he took away. You know, he wanted that kind of random thing to come into his world and then he would try and sculpt it from there. Mm. Edel, he thought, you know, when you, played, when you play something on an instrument, you're always going to do what you do because you have a comfort on that instrument. You know, you can, you know, so you're going to kind of fall into your own personal little cliches that you do over and over. Um, but by using the computer that way, you could you could kind of tap into something else. And so, so yeah, that kind of took my writing in in a different way. And then uh, I've written kind of bigger pieces for full ensembles and full kind of bands after that. Um, But yeah, it it kind of depends if you're, if you get a commission, you know, if you get some money and to do some stuff for, you know, film TV and, or like I've done a thing for Celtic Connections a few years ago. And it's like a, an actual plan thing. Then you can, you can actually plan out and go, well, I'm going to spend a month doing this. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's a great opportunity. So, yeah, but it's good. I think, I think every musician needs to, you know, if you can write, it's important. You have to have one project, no matter how many different things you do, you have to have one thing that you do that you completely go, that's me. You know, that's why, that's my kind of statement, I suppose, (laughs) you know, my sound, you know, and then that kind of frees you up to kind of go, well, when I when I go to play with other bands and other things, I'm not that precious, you know. I want to do the best for that project. I want to do the best for that band, instead of trying to get my stamp on it and trying to make it all about you know what I want to sound like.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I don't really care at that point. I just want to make it work for them. Yeah. and make it the best for what they can have. So
0: that's 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 a nice uh, way of, well, way of thinking because I, I do know what you mean. I think if you don't have that outlet. You can perhaps be turning up to people's things and be like, ah, oh, why is it not like this? You know, I would do it differently. And actually, if you're, you know, if you're if you've got something going on yourself, you're just happy that that's your thing. Yeah, that's 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 a really nice way of looking at it. So, like, uh, but you, you know, you're, you you um, predominantly play and and compose around sort of Scottish Scottish uh, folk music, right? Like th- it, that that style, the Scottish. Trad, but you play, you do, you know, you don't. Um, you're quite, I guess, forward-thinking with it. It isn't um, always very strictly traditional, right? The stuff that you write, you like to, you like to do things that are like a sort of the sort of more modern
1: side of Scottish folk. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's that's definitely my kind of my ground, base, you know, basis. That's that's what I know the best, you know. So I suppose that's my accent, you know. The yeah. way you, you, you can always detect it there. Yeah. But then uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of quite. I think I'm quite childlike in the way I uh, I get excited about things, you know. So if I'm whatever I'm, if something new comes along that kind of catches my ear, I'm like, oh right, okay, that's that's what I want to do now. And that's I started like last year. I got into all these, um, do you know, uh, teenage engineering. You know, this uh, Swedish company, amazing kind of uh, tech company who make all these little um, drum machines and they're tiny little circuit board. They look like little circuit boards. Uh, Some are little bass synthesizers or tiny little sequencers. But I just spotted them when I was traveling on a tour there and I became kind of obsessed by them. And, you know, so that would take me down a path and I'd be like, okay, so... The next thing I probably bring out will sound a lot more like that. Yeah. yeah. So I just always have a thing of like whatever kind of excites me or whatever kind of catches me. I'm going, oh right, okay. I need to go and I need to go and learn a little bit more about that. And so, so yeah, the, I, the, the trad thing was, and I suppose like the band I play with the most is at the minute is a uh, Blazing Fiddles, yeah. which is quite a trad band. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the way I think, I just it sounds a bit hippie, but I'm just always very, music's just music. Like, I don't really buy into all this kind of jazz, classical, whatever. It's like, there's, there's all these little great things that you hear and you go, that's incredible. You know, that's like, you know, I've been listening to a bit of the, uh, Max Richter stuff at the minute.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, uh, this, this sleep piece he did a few years ago. And well, he's done, he's unbelievable. He releases stuff all the time or like, Nick Sony stuff over the last 20 years. And ah, yeah. And never- It doesn't really seem to, you could ever really say, oh, well, that's one genre, it's one thing. It's just, it's so kind of across the board.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's kind of what really, you know, it kind of inspires me. I'm just like, oh, that's just music. You know, that's just like people who are really, uh, you know, to find a, a flow and find something that you're kind of excited about and just follow that no matter where it takes you. And I think the danger... And I've, I mean, I've fallen into the trap myself many times of like you you try and make something that you think will work or you think will be successful because you are in a scene or you're in a kind of in you it's not so much towards musicians but towards agents or towards bookers you're like okay well if I do a band that sounds like this I'll get a tour in Austria or I'll get a three week because that's the bands they're booking
0: yeah
1: and it always falls in farce it's always shit when you try that yeah because you lose any sort of honesty and like, but any, any time I've done a, an album or a project and it's just had that kind of fun, you know, when we've been in the studio and it's just always been fun. It's just always been like, Oh, let's try that. Let's try this. Not like, Oh, does it sound like low? Or does it sound like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't do that. You know? So I, th- I think I finally learned my lesson with that one. of just like, just whatever excites you go there and you know it may not be for everybody, but it might be for someone. You know, at least you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll come away with it with a great experience. You know, yeah. you that's what's important. Mm.
0: No, I just I, sadly, you know, the times at, at the moment it's quite difficult to get probably to get that inspiration and to get that because you know we and and the the issue that you're talking about where people, um, you know, every, at the moment a lot of people are. You can, you can you can compare yourself to other musicians very easily and now all all we have is these you know these phones these the only way we can really you know see people is by looking at these phones and everyone's stuck to social media and I, that can yeah I, yeah i think it can be quite a difficult time to to not be comparing yourself to others and to be able to go no 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 this is just what i do because now we're just you know oh god that guy's done this or This, you know, maybe I should have done that. Um, I've been, I've been trying today actually was the day I just, I was like, I'm not, I'm just not going on social media. I did it. I did it just to post a little bit about this, but I didn't do it. It wasn't on it all day. And then it's made me a lot more chilled. Um, I think, yeah. And it's never been something that I've worried about when I'm not in, when, you know, when I'm in the the rest of the world, when we're out, when we're allowed out, but it's, it's since, since we've been in, I've just realized it's really not like, especially for us, for musicians, it's just
1: not good to be looking at it, you know. Yeah. Oh, it it it. I think it's one of these things that kind of creeped up. We never saw it coming, and we never that we haven't learned the rules of it yet. You nah, know, it's, yeah. it's happened in the last decade. You know, and there was no. I think maybe when we look back in this, you know, take away all this lockdown thing, but looking back on. The effect that you know smartphones and social media have had and musicians I mean I remember going on tour and it was just like you went on tour and you went into this little bubble and you were in a bus with you know a handful of other people and you had an experience together yeah we had all these stories we used to come back with all these stupid carry-ons and things that went on and I mean I love going on tour now but the many times I look up and it's just five faces staring at a mobile phone mm. and it's not the same like it, it, it's it's changed things and it's changed I think people have become a lot safer and you, we're not taking the same chances because you could fuck up you know you could you could make a mistake and there's that fear of getting it wrong yeah. but you have to you have to fall over quite a few times before you find something that works you know <laughs> This trying to play it safe the whole time and trying to be super, you know, like, right, here's here's a target we need to hit. It's like, you're never going to find, you're never going to do anything that way. So, but it's, yeah, I think, you know, the other day it was like, you know, just what we're talking about, it was like control the things you control. And if you, you can control not going on your phone that much, you know, you can say, well, okay, I'll check it once a day, I'll do this. And... There's a lot of great stuff happening. You know, I've been really encouraged. There's been a lot of brilliant things and uh, creative things that musicians have been doing. Um, up here, we've had this kind of hashtag uh, COVID Kelly Oh, yeah,
0: it's I've been, seen that.
1: <laughs> it's been brilliant. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's dead simple because it's not this contrived. It's not a super produced thing. It's not like people no. overthink. It's just folk sitting having a tune. And I sometimes think, it baffles me sometimes with musicians about how they get, you know, the the content they put online is all about trying to, I don't know, trying to like live up to the lifestyle people think we live yeah. compared to just your, like the superpower you have is playing your instrument. You know, that's what you can do that people can't do. And that's why that's what makes you interesting to them that, you know, and the amount of people you see who never do that, they never just sit down and film themselves playing a tune or, doing something, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be super slick. It's just, I think just honestly, like, just, and that's that's what that's been nice about. It's just like you go on Twitter in the morning and there's like, you know, a heap, heap of musicians have just posted themselves playing a wee tune. Yeah. And it's kind of innocent and kind of nice and refreshing. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. You're right. I guess, you know, there's, I think a lot of times uh, social media can be used by musicians to show, hey, look, I'm doing something pretty cool. Got all these people or whatever and that that I don't, you know, I don't think that breeds I don't think that makes anyone happy. I don't think that makes you know, I don't think I don't think it makes anyone happy. The person posting, the person watching it doesn't it's not nice.
1: No nobody needs to hear about your plane being delayed just because you're at an airport. It's not yeah. it <laughs> work, you know? yeah. but 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 you know, as I say, like it's it, we haven't we haven't really learned the the rules of this yet you know it's all new it's all super new you know it's been a massive change in the way that people work and interact and And, you know and even now I mean this is like we we became quite detached um you know the the phones have made us more detached and then we're actually now forced into a physical detachment from people and it's like wow we've we've hit a new level here you know (laughs) it's absolutely new level you're right it's gonna be fun to see how you know how things can can of get back or if they do get back you know to any sort of normality after this
0: yeah <laughs> uh, it's weird I, I realized today that i actually i mean i'm actually i actually don't really want it to end it's really stu- like i realized that and was like why is that that is so weird that is so weird you're like i'm i'm actually you know obviously i'm not saying i want us to be in this situation this global situation but i'm having a quite a good time um I don't but I don't I also don't I think it's quite weird that I that I am having a good time I think that I should because I mean I'm you know I'm just I'm 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 on the camp of I'm I'm practicing and I'm you know not in a sort of uh god I should be practicing I think actually the first week I had I was like you know man you're gonna have to use this time properly and you gotta do it and you know, practicing whatever but then actually as time got on you know, I was just like actually I'm I'm enjoying this. This is fine. I don't yeah. Saying that, I mean, you know, I have days when I'm I'm worn out and I don't know why. And yeah, strange. I, I
1: think it it must depend a lot on your natural um you know, I think I'm, I'm quite a even if I'm if I'm meant to be in a group of people, I'm I'm very I need my own space a lot, you yeah. know, like I must be kind of infuriating for anybody I work with because I'm kind of known as being Houdini, you know, on a tour. I can be there one minute and I'm disappear the next. Yeah. And it's no offense to anybody I'm with. It's just that I really enjoy just like for a gig, I need to, I like going for a walk for about an hour beforehand by myself. And just, I'm, um, I think I grew up in the countryside and I'm, I, I am well equipped for this, you know, it's, it's kind of, but, but not everybody is, you know, so I think, I think. Some people react to it really well and can kind of uh, uh, be quite comfortable, you know, having less contact with people. And you know, so for them, it's not such a hard time. But I'm the same. Like I'm not not kind of in any rush at the minute. I'm I'm seeing it as just a kind of um, an opportunity. And you know, same same as what you're saying. Like I think you know, it'd be easy to sit here and go, oh yeah, you know, every day is like get up and improve and rehearse and practice and all that, it's not, you know, some days are, are not that at all and I've got, you know, two young kids and it's it's been an adjustment getting used to that, you know That must be really, really like, that must be difficult uh, No, it's, it's, it's just, it's it's strange for them as well, you know, because they're having a yeah, I mean You know, they're used to me, like, going on tour now and now yeah. they're stuck <laughs> 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 kind of like when are you heading off again uh, you
0: know? I'm sure that's not the
1: case they're not getting any presents back from uh, any trips at the minute yeah. so but um, yeah I, you know I, I saw something the other day and people were saying that about you know it's going to be one of these kind of um, times that you know like any big global event there's not you know there's really not many I mean probably the last global event that you know everybody could say that you know like you Remember where you were, it would be like 9 11.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, it was in America. You know, you could most people know what happened that day in their life, yeah. but now experiencing this thing on a global thing, and it's like that's that's kind of incredible, you know, to it's, it's
0: crazy, man. It's,
1: to, I listen to podcasts in America, you know, a lot of American podcasts and stuff, and they're all talking about the same thing, and yeah. we're all going the same thing, and it's like, um, you're all having to kind of adjust and kind of yeah. and you know it seems like a negative thing to say like i don't want this to end no i know
0: Uh,
1: but it's it's not i think a lot of folk will be feeling that as well going i'm i'm just relieved for the break because it's non-stop for two decades you know it's just never stopped and like uh, this is the first time in my life i haven't i don't feel guilty about not chasing work you know because there is none (laughs) yeah i
0: actually (laughs) think that that you know what the the last thing you said there that i think that yeah I was trying to work out why it is because I mean I'm enjoying practicing but I also really like playing gigs and I really like seeing my friends and I really like doing loads of stuff but I was trying to work out what it is that it was that it is and I think it is actually that you've got you don't feel bad about what you're doing <laughs> you know it's, it's a lot you you don't feel guilty to for you know thinking oh god may, maybe I should be doing that maybe I you know you know that you can't do anything but be in the house and everyone's in the same boat it's weird it's a sort of, it put,
1: takes the pressure off I guess it doesn't matter I mean you know it doesn't matter how much work you've got coming in or how, how busy the diary's looking like I still live in this constant state of it's not enough no. and it's not and feel like I'm having to prove myself you know like as in, or creatively prove yourself about the work you're putting out or financially prove yourself about the money you're bringing in yeah. to support the family and like and you know, there was months, like last year, there was months where I was working like 20, 29 days a month and just being out the whole time and and getting back from one thing and getting back into another record and doing things. And still, in my head, I was still like, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough, I need to be doing more. And it's kind of exhausting, you know, just always being in that way. But, um, yeah, it was. I, I think it's... A, a, a very rare opportunity, I think. But yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it as that I'm being positive for the minute. You could maybe speak to me next week, and I wouldn't be like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like desperate to get back out and do a gig again. But
0: yeah. yeah, man, it's 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 weird. I mean, you know, like you're saying about it being global. I was uh, talking to a one of the one of the people last week on here was a tablet player from India from Kolkata. And that sort of hit it home. I was just like, man, it's exactly the same there. There's not, you know, it's actually worse, I think, there because of, the, the you know, the there's a big divide uh, between the rich and the poor. But that hit it home. It's like, it's crazy. I think I like stayed up afterwards and was just like looking at the ceiling like, I can't believe this is literally everywhere. And like, it's funny you have these like weird... Uh, sudden realisations that will take you into a new place and then you'll forget about it and you'll carry on I don't know if that happens to you
1: yeah, well, I, yeah there's a, a, an odd connection to be had from that you know I I think it's um, I, I quite I'm not enjoying I, I've, I've, I've felt quite connected to the whole world in that way yeah. of going you know what we're all screwed you know yeah but some like way more than we are and that's what we used to be grateful for you know you used to kind of like we were moaning another week because we you know going to get the shop and like takes an hour to get into the shop and there's nothing there and but it's like yeah but you can still we still can afford to go and get the food and like my kids have got food to eat and you know we're okay you know and it's like we are okay things are okay and it's not as convenient as it used to be but that that sense of like we're all in together and like my kids today were it's a international national international universal earth day today so for homeschool we're doing some posters for earth day and you know just getting involved in all that and you're like yeah this is the kind of thing i try to get over them a whole time it's like i've never really been into this whole any sort of nationalism or you know for any country you know just like what i love about music is you go to all these different countries And it's just music, you know, like being out in India, doing projects out there and working with Indian musicians. And it's like, it's amazing. You can just go out there and you, you can kind of understand each other, you know, you can kind of get on. And that's what I'm trying to teach them. It's just like everybody's in this together, you know, and if we can all try and find a way to kind of have, you know, work together and have empathy for the whole planet, not just, oh, well, what's happening in our own backyard or you know what's happening with our own government, or our own kind of whatever politically is going on at the minute. It doesn't really matter, you know. And yeah. that might that might kind of come. That may be one of the positives that comes from this that people will maybe tap into that a little bit more. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I am a sort of I'm a lefty, so part of me is sort of hoping that this uh, helps us sway it a little bit. Um, you know that's. I was thinking about that, whether or not I, you know, I, whether or not that's a good thing or you know whatever. But I do feel like I, I can't see I can't see uh, our current government coming away from this looking good. Um, so I, I yeah I, I just can't see it, especially with Keir Starmer. But anyway, I should probably shouldn't um, shouldn't talk about politics because I know nothing. But all I know oh. is that.
1: That, that's I like, I, I'm I'm the same. Like, I'm just like yeah I'm, I I just I'm very much I just want whatever's kind of going to you know it's, I don't say it's really simple but it's like whatever's best you know it's whoever's got the best ideas like I don't care what team you play for it's like whoever's got the best ideas like you know and whoever's kind of got the right kind of motive behind what they do it's like cool let's go that way you know it's like it's not it's not about you know whatever flag or whatever team you support it's just about like, right, let's think on the big picture of things and how we can do things better. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like surely can't be that difficult. But. It
0: does seem that there's a lot less uh, divide. There's less of this like right versus left going on. Actually, since since this uh, since this came came about, it doesn't seem to be as much people complaining about yeah. each side.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's human nature, like all that stuff. I think it's been such a shock to the system. All this stuff happening but you know and you hear all these things about oh well this will change everything and this will you know people come back and it's like uh, give people a few weeks and we'll go back to the same arguments and the same old fights the same yeah, old yeah no no like,
0: yeah it's, that's
1: true at the time it's just like people are people man you know like yeah. we'll fight and we'll find we'll find ways to be annoyed it's part of the human condition like we just we like being angry at each other sometimes mm-hmm. and you need something to be angry at so there's always somebody you know
0: well, at least it's given us a rest from it then. Perhaps perhaps not. Sure, yeah, you're probably right. It's definitely not changed
1: it. It's always gonna be the same thing. I was saying to my dad, I was like, Can you imagine like if someone said a couple of months ago that Brexit wouldn't have been the main word that people would talk? <laughs> yeah. It's like I've not heard that word for months. It's yeah. like but it's just you, yeah, you never know what's coming next. But
0: Well I am hopeful that this does uh, this does topple the Tory government, but um I uh, I was gonna ask you last lastly. What just happened there? Something weird. Technology. Um I was gonna ask you lastly what your plans are for the next couple of days.
1: Oof well I don't quite be at Wednesday, I had to check there on my computer. <laughs> um I'm in full kind of studio refurb mode at the minute. Um the studio has been closed. Um obviously. So, we haven't had any sessions in at all, and I've been kind of rebuilding a few rooms and doing a few things. We've bought a whole bunch of new kind of gear and plugins and stuff. So I'm 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 currently going through testing and learning, reading manuals and watching things online. So a bit of that, I bit of kind of I'm a, in the mornings. I am a Mr. Line, the school teacher to my my two little girls. Uh, so that's my kind of morning routine and then in the afternoon I'm pretty much in here and um, kind of working on this trying to get um, just trying to learn a few new things so I'm kind of up to speed and and also kind of hoping I think we, sometimes when I kind of lack uh, a little bit of a creative spark or a little bit of a kind of energy I find just kind of learning something new if I'm just learning a new bit of software or a new I've started kind of getting a bit more into video editing and kind of video and photography so just kind of doing some online tutorials and stuff like that, it it can kind of spark you in a kind of odd way. You, you get a few new ideas, and you're just like, "All right, I can, I can go do that now." So um, yeah, that's kind of my plan for the next the next week or so. It's just more of the same, like just trying to fix a few things and kind of learn a few things and go from there. So it's studio refurb and
0: and sort of getting to grips with your with the with new tech. New, 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 new technology
1: yep. tutorials all the way youtube is that how you
0: learn is that how you learn about uh sort of audio stuff
1: everything yeah yeah like I, I left school in fourth year at high school failed all my exams <laughs> totally school total total disaster. so and yeah kind of falling into the studio stuff was a bit of an accident um and but yeah i, I remember someone saying to me you know just like just read, read the manuals, you know, and then when YouTube started, it was like, you, you don't need to go to university. No. <laughs> kind of oddly, like I know. You can get all,
0: bad stuff on there though, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, you have to, I mean, I, I think I, I, I kind of subscribe to a few different kind of, um, uh, websites that I, you know, are very, it's all total season pros and, you know, so I don't really deal with the kind of, um, there's a, a couple of kind of web forums that we used to go on back in the day and it's just like, I mean, I, yeah, hundreds of of folk in their bedrooms that are angry about life. Yeah. (laughs) People's mix people's mixies. It's like, I really don't want to, I'm not going to learn anything from that, you know, but there's, there's a, there's quite a few kind of very, very good places that are all like, you know, you you have access now. I mean, that's, that's the thing. We have, you know, access to, well, any musician in the world, you know, if you get in contact with them and, you know, kind of reach out to them and speak to them and you can get lessons with anybody you want, you know, and, you know, we're all, there aren't really any superstars anymore. There's nobody who's like untouchable or, you know, you can't kind of make contact with. And I kind of love that. I love Twitter for that. Like I came, I'm not so much, I came off Facebook years ago, but like Twitter, I love that thing of like, you know, you can just like check out records and listen to albums and kind of just put a tweet out and just go, I enjoyed that. Like, that's cool. And the real person is there, you know, they are right there. And they're like, oh, cool. That's nice. They heard my record. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've kind of taught at universities and one of the things I teach there is just, like, YouTube. <laughs> you know, like, just type in if you have a problem. Go and find it, you know. It's, there's a process of being able to kind of find answers, like, but they are all there. and But you have to know, the biggest thing is you have to know what the question is. You have to know what you're trying to achieve in the first place and it's like, well, what what kind of, what, what are you trying to make? like that? Who's it for? Like, what is this meant to be, you know? And if you know that, then the answers are pretty easy to find.
0: Yeah, you have to be good at being self uh, motivated, though, with that sort of study. Like, I think you know the thing that the institutions gives you is like accountability, isn't it? So you know, you someone's gonna be like, "Why haven't you got better at that thing yet?" Whereas, like, I think that you know, with this, with with uh, if you if you're self taught with all this stuff or like YouTube taught. You have to be a certain. I think you have to be a certain sort of person. I, I feel like I, I am sort of nearly that sort of person. I quite like doing that. I'm, I'm, I am a big. I'm a big. Uh, you know, people are like How did you record? Blah, blah. You're just like, just googled it. Like I literally just, and every problem I have, I just Google it until I sort of get an answer that's usually like bang in the middle of like the hard thing to do. And the really, really easy rubbish thing to do. I'm usually back straight down in the middle, but uh, yeah, it's that it's that thing. Is this the uh, it's sort of passive aggressive? Just Google it, mate. Thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you there's sometimes a lot of kind of <laughs> um, you know, even like any any genre of art or anything at all. You know, people look back on these records and look back in different things that are people have made and kind of. In hindsight they're kind of trying to paint into some sort of mythology about like all the amazing gear all the amazing processes that went into doing these things and it's like nah. <laughs> it was like the easiest like i remember speaking to engineers that worked on like you know like world famous records and classic albums and everything was a fix you know everything was just like you know i was a bit gaffer take over that and it made it work and that mic was broken so we moved that there and it was just always about on the day making it work and getting something that happened and then people think it was some sort of classic, you know. Oh, I need to spend, you know, thousands of pounds to recreate that. It's like no, you don't <laughs> at all. Like,
0: hey, so just—I mean, I, I said I was wrapping it up. i was going to ask you anyway. How uh, how did you record 18 months later? Just because you know that's how I first got to know your music, and it's like, as I said to you probably before we started the stream, it's—I I think I know it off by heart. I've been listening to it loads. Probably for for the last like fifteen years. Okay, around this time you were saying that, that you were saying Colin uh, Colin Train at Stevenson College. It was around. It was around the time that the, that we got that new studio that that was when I heard it. So I think that was around the time that you. I think that was around the time that you recorded it.
1: Yeah, it was uh, uh, two thousand five, two thousand six. I like think we did
0: it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I must have me- heard. Yeah, I must have heard it around then.
1: Yeah, that, I mean that thing was. Uh, I mean that's a classic example of like you wouldn't believe how sketchy that whole record was made. You know, like the, the the best thing about that, well, the most coherent thing about that record was the the writing. You know, it was between me and Ruri, we had it quite well organised about what we wanted to do and how we wanted it to sound. But we'd been signed to a record label who had done our previous album, and they gave us like I think the budget was like three grand or something. You know, three. Which then was quite good, you know, it was like getting three and a half grand. And we'd said to them, Look, like, well, we've got an ocean they're gonna go away. So we we went up to Mull, we hired a little art centre in Tober in Mull for four days. And with all the, the whole budget we bought a, a really basic Protos set up, borrowed a couple of mics, like really budget stuff, like and I don't know Dell laptop. And I, I had no idea how to even record things. And uh, with the base, Duncan Lyle, uh, my mate Dunk, he he knew a bit more than me at the time, but he was still quite new to it. And uh, Martin O'Neill and Neil and Bowron, again, knew a bit more. But we're all nobody had any idea what we were doing. And we just kind of went up and kind of figured it out, spent four days doing the basic tracking. And then the it was all mixed in my flat in Glasgow. Dunk mixed it for us, like on a like a terrible set of speakers and a pair of headphones um, so funny. all the accordion was recorded in my bedroom in glasgow with like the proper like classic i had to like turn my bed up on the side to kind of kill the, the reflections in the wall uh rudy recorded always fiddle on uh an inbox keyboard like rudy was always tremendously last minute like you can never get him to commit to anything you just always be like eh, i'll do it later and uh he he did it like at four in the morning in his his flat in Glasgow with a you know remember one of those old um like M Audio or something like tiny little one and a half octave keyboards that had like a mic preamp and a USB so he plugged in like a like a really budget AKG mic into that keyboard into his laptop and that's all his fiddle on that record was recorded that way.
0: That's fu- that <laughs> fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is mental. It sounds great.
1: Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah, I mean uh Doug did a great job mixing and but it, it sounded great when he did it. It was just like, yeah, it sounds like Rudy, it sounds great. And um uh I, yeah, I wasn't there when he recorded all that stuff. We we did our accord the piano a lot of the piano and fiddle stuff was done live and with the bass. Um but but yeah, I mean the whole the whole record cost maybe Two grand, and you know, and that, that a lot of that was just travel costs, just getting up and down the road and, and that stuff. Uh, and yeah, it was just funny, it was just funny. I think, I think because it was so, it, there was a real kind of authentic authenticity to it, you know. We, we were really kind of just doing what we did, and we were just kids, you know, we we're just kind of trying out things and just having fun, and it was. As soon as we did it, we were like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And we just kind of put it out, and it kind of did nothing for about five months. And it was like, "Oh well, that's cool." right we are quite happy with it, and then suddenly it just kind of sparked, and yeah, it didn't go mental, but in our scale of things, it was like we, we there was a couple of journalists kind of got behind it and started writing some articles, and some radio stations started getting into it, and it was it's it's been one of these funny records that. It, keeps coming back to me you know just like even you know chatting to you now it's like it still amazes me that folk you know heard it and people kind of connected with it and it's i suppose it's the kind of most gratifying thing you can do you know when you put an album out and it it means something to anybody you know it's like that's that's amazing you know that was that's a success you know how many sales i still got like I was cleaning the garage out, like over there uh, in the studio. I've still got like 800 copies of it sitting in the <laughs> garage right now. <laughs> we got a bit over it. We, we sold the first lot out, and we're like, "Oh, brilliant! We'll up thousands more." And we did, and then we kind of stopped touring, so we never sold them. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, but it's uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's lovely, and I I get all these random emails from um, people around the world that have kind of heard it. And, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so cool and like I still me and Rudy still kind of we're still good mates and uh, we went on we did a, a a band after that called the Halton Quartet oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that kind of had the same thing it was just it felt really same feeling to it you know and it kind of I, I loved that and but but Rudy's kind of he's he's a kind of unique guy like he has no drive in a sense of like a normal musician of like oh I need to get out and work and that you know the last time I spoke to Rudy I was like oh what have you been up to? And he's like, I've just been uh, playing Bach. You know, he just, he, just, he, he completely changed his style. He's completely changed. He doesn't really play trad stuff anymore. Hasn't gigged in about 10 years. You know, and he's, he's got no drive. He's just, for, for that side of things, he just, he just wants to, to just, play. Play. yeah, he just likes to play. And he's, he's, he's got no, like, it doesn't make him any less of a musician, the fact that he's not gigging, because he's still world class, you know, but he just, he's just like, yeah. That's funny. And, like what yeah, you said, like, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he came down at least. You know, we'll we'll meet up now and again, like every kind of year or that. We'll have a kind of weekend here and just kind of catch up and do some stuff. And I'm kind of sure that you know we'll probably make another a follow up to that album at some point, but it may not be for another twenty years. But it'll be whenever it'll be, and I'm sure it'll it'll kind of be fun. You know, it'll be it'll be the same kind of feel.
0: Well, I literally every time I go to Scotland which is like, well, I'm, my mum lives in Edinburgh, so, and I do, I sort of tend to try and do like a a tour every year. So I'll do like some of, this, some of the rural tour stuff around there and and I play the Fringe. So obviously that's not happening this year, but I'll always be like driving through Scotland and I'll just think, right, well, I've got to put, got to put that album on. And I'll just be like driving down the, you know, with the amazing view. Really you know, every time I do it, I'm like, Fuck why do I live in England? Like the, you know, as soon as you get past, it's, it's, well, it's, as soon as you drive past like Leeds, it starts to look nice again. But anyway, I'll get up there and I'll just be like listening to that album like on repeat with like a tear in my eye, and that's every <laughs> every time. So that's what that's what it is for me. It reminds me of, it remind yeah, reminds me of Scotland and it just reminds me of home and also you know, it's an amazing album. Anyway. Thanks for so much for for chatting to me. And
1: yeah, thank you very much, and that's cool. It's great you're doing podcasts. and yeah, it's
0: like- well, it's just given us a chance to talk to someone at least who <laughs> who isn't stuck in our house with us as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right, mate. Speak to you. Uh, hopefully, speak to you again soon.
1: Yeah, we'll hopefully get a tune of you someday. And uh, next time I'm down, one another shout. And we'll, please, we'll...
0: no, really, send me a, send me an email or not an email, a Facebook. I know you don't have a Facebook. A Twitter message. Anyway, all these, all one of those yeah. things. Send me a message, and I'll. I'd love to come see you play. Whatever, hang out. All right. There you go. Thanks very much for listening to Locked in the Green Room. That was uh, Angus Lyon. Amazing, uh, amazing accordionist, piano player, composer. Uh, check out his music and check out the album that we were talking about. Um, if uh, if it excites you, it's uh, yeah. 18 months later, by Angus Lyon and Rory Campbell. Uh, amazing music. It's uh, stuck with me for for 15 years. So anyway, please uh, subscribe to whatever it is down there. You press the little bell button. It keeps you keeps you. Um, Oh man, shut up. Whatever, just uh, subscribe to us on all the places. We're everywhere, thanks very much.
1: Goodbye.